It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 79. This is Crystal. And this is Tom. <laughs> I don't know. Where'd your last name go? I, I don't know. It just... Do you like Cher or Madonna now? No. Should we do it again? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I'm just one name now. I don't, I don't know. I was she, like answering the phone all of a sudden. I was like, this is Crystal. She, you couldn't see it. She, uh, she Z-snapped while no. she did it. Oh, I would never even attempt to do that. She was like, and, and you, she had mouthed, this is, she said this is Crystal, and then she mouthed bitches. <laughs> so, my money's. Nah, I'm not on that Peloton after dark page. <laughs> Is anyone? Is that still a thing? I don't know. Yeah. I just know that they, that's how they address each other in every every post. Hey, gotcha. bitches. It's not my speed. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, 79. Yeah. So uh, what, uh, what wonderful things uh, can they be uh, looking forward to in this episode? We've got a group update. We're going to talk about some changes to groups. We're going to talk about competitor news. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. We've got some content updates, new features, instructor news. We've got a visit from the Peloton Prophet. Ooh. And of course, our very exciting interview with JV Nava. Look at that. I know. I'm so excited. You've got questions. She's got answers. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we get to that, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, you can also uh, now find us on Spotify. So there's a nice, easy way to access the show if uh, if podcast scare you spotify probably doesn't yeah and it's just living right there nice and easy so easy and uh also don't forget that we have a facebook page facebook.com slash the clip out go there join the group and uh we if you join the group you will see our stuff in your feed more frequently it's a great way to stay up to date and it's a lot nicer than the opp Yes, yes, that is for sure And also, if you guys have any ideas For people that you would like to hear from On the show, please let me know Send me an email at ClipOutCrystal at gmail And uh, we'll give it a shot Awesome, well, uh, I guess guess that's all of that Let's dig in, shall we? Sure It's time for News of the Pelican So the group shakeup continues It does yeah, it's definitely continuing. This is, uh, I think, a big one that nobody saw coming. I would agree. I mean, I, except for the people probably that were managing. Well, yeah, that's a little different. Yeah. So we have the official Peloton page. Right. We've got the official mom Peloton page. Correct. Those are the only official Peloton pages. All the rest of them, the tribes, etc., etc., are all just, you know, because we love Peloton. Until this week. And we have a third official page. It is the official Power Zone Pack page. Boom. It has been absorbed. Yeah. And so Matt and Dennis had to leave the page, like all the other tribes, but they're coming back as, as Matt Wilpers dash Peloton and Dennis Morton dash Peloton. So they get to interact. There is a Peloton member who will be adminning as well. Um, so they don't 
they don't just do whatever they want anymore. Right. We don't know what that's going to look like. Interesting. So many questions. Yes. Like, uh, will will they keep it closed down like they do kind of the OPP? Uh, will they change anything about the content that's on it? What does this mean for the other groups that the, the groups, all the instructors had to leave? What what does it mean? Right. Will there now be porn in the power right. zone pack? <laughs> if they let anybody in, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> like that will happen. It's uh, it's interesting. And why? Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I talked to some people about this this week and I think it comes down to numbers. I, I don't I know that uh, we all love our instructors and we all love our tribes. But I mean, there were 18,000 people in the power zone pack. So that's the biggest group. Yeah, that's the biggest one. And the power zone pack is a method that has multiple instructors. It's not just about one instructor. So, I mean, that could be why I know I know HR tribe I know I hear you <laughs> I hear the I hear how you so feel. is power zone training is that something that other exercise and fitness outlets do or is that kind of so exclusive to Peloton it's it's a method that definitely was created outside of Peloton like okay. Matt Wilpers brought it to Peloton gotcha. and so if you if you remember all the way back to when we interviewed him episode one which right. is a long time ago he referenced like this all came out of a book but the thing is is that nobody else is teaching it like you can't go to you can't go to like um, who are these wannabe competitors like flywheel you yeah. couldn't go to a flywheel class and, and they're going to teach power zone training. Gotcha. Like it's only being taught at Peloton. I wonder if at some point they'll go and license it so other people can't do it because they appe- don't own it. it. But that's what I'm saying. Will they go and li- like Disney doesn't? Didn't- you mean go buy the like buy the rights? Right. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, I to, to stop other people. Like Disney didn't doesn't yeah. own Winnie the Pooh. They had to go license it. They don't own Peter Pan. They had to go license. it. I don't know. I don't know. It will be like it really brings up a lot of questions, right? Because because they didn't. Create Create it but then again Like the cool thing about Peloton And and it's really the first time that there's ever Been a place where you Can see your output and Like have you're you're Measuring output to a reason Like it's not just a leaderboard like you're saying I'm going to be within these specific zones Zones and you do this test and then that kind Of tells you what your zones are so Nobody else is using it nobody Else really has zones The same way Peloton does and and then you get into the whole argument, like even if they did, every bike's different, you know. So right. like, even my zones on my bike aren't going to be my zones on a bike in the studio. Sure, you know, it's just going to be a little bit different. Does it matter? I don't know. Well, I think as more and more people try to emulate what they're doing, I think it it matters. No, that's a good point. You know, and that and that's something that they could, you know, if they lock that down in some capacity, it's something they could use to kind of. Preemptively shut that down Well here's a thought Here's a question A quandary if you will Yes It's not a quandary Will will they Will they do something With power zone training On the tread That's very interesting Yeah Because Matt does both now Right, right. He's, he's teaching classes on the bike He's teaching classes on the tread Now they've taken over this page I mean it's just you- Well and talk about another way To get, get attention Like yeah. I mean what if what it? I'm just spitballing. Right. There's just no bad idea Blue in the brain. No bad idea in a brainstorm. Okay. Right. Uh, like, what if they had a book? I mean, hey, you if, never know. If they put out a book that explained power zones, that, I mean, now they're on the New York Times bestseller bestsellers list because you know that they would move books 
And even and, though you think that, even though there's already books out there, yeah, I think if Peloton it, had a Peloton book, I think that they would move copies of it. Hmm. And, Interesting. And then it, and then now it's a company that also has a best-selling book. Oh well. Nothing would shock or surprise me with Peloton. They're they're smart. They look at what the numbers are and they go after it. So, you know, I I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see how all of this continues to evolve. I'm just so everybody knows, I'm watching everything very closely. I am very aware that there is a meeting coming up. I'm 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 going to keep my mouth shut till I see what happens. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm very curious how this is all going to go. I, I'm not ready to make a prediction either way. You're not the Peloton Prophet. I am not. You should not be making predictions. Nope. nope. And the Peloton Prophet didn't even want to go down this road. So, oh. so that tells you everything you need I to know. know. It's anything could happen. There was a very interesting video released from a wannabe competitor this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Track mm-hmm. has reared its ugly head. They sure have. Yeah. I found this video. Fascinating. Yeah, so let me set the stage for you guys. Uh, first of all, you can find this video because one of our awesome listeners posted it out there on the Clipout group. So if you go to the Clipout group, facebook.com slash Clipout, you can find it. But this video is Nordic Track. It has a Nordic Track trainer, and he's talking to you. And he says that he's going to help you decide whether or not you should buy a Peloton or a Nordic track bike. Well, that's nice of him. I know. Yeah. And he's got them side by side in his little mock living room. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> and as he talks to you, he spends a lot of time on the Nordic track bike. Well, sure. And not a lot of time on the Peloton bike. Right. And in fact, in front of the Peloton bike, yeah. like blocking the actual monitor. He's cock blocking the Peloton. He totally did, guys. He like, cock blocked. I watched it and was like, did they take the monitor off of there? Like, I couldn't even see if it had a monitor on it. And there were other people that commented the same thing in our group that they didn't see it. And they were wondering if like they were hiding it on purpose. As I watched it with that already in my head, yeah. that's not what was going on. It was at a weird angle. Like it was like it was at a really weird unnatural angle right. of 90 degrees that oh, no one would ever use. I promise you that's not an accident. Because they were trying to make it look ugly and unappealing. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I mean, mean the, yeah, I mean, like, the, here's the thing. As frustrating as this video might have been for people who love Peloton, I also think it was a master class and kind of passive aggressive marketing speak. The, the way in which he, like, he never really diminished the Peloton bike like you know like he wasn't it was never like oh this bike's awful he was always like oh this is good but here's what we do that's better which I so I thought that it was structured very well to not sound defensive I would agree with that but uh, I also thought it was it was also fascinating to me the way he would say oh you know you can uh, with Peloton I mean they, they have some extra classes and then he would go and talk about all the things that you could do on the Nordic track and it was Identical, like yeah, you know, like, like the, yoga, like yoga, and, and it, weights. Yeah, and um, you know, and and he would he would acknowledge that Peloton has it, but in such a dismissive and minimalistic fashion that it sounds like that what they're doing is radically different, and it's not at all. 
yes, not not only is it not different, he downplayed the studio. Like, you can't get this experience in a studio. Take our on-demand classes because we don't have any live ones. Yeah. But, <laughs> but now, in their, de- in their defense, I mean, Peloton has said repeatedly that, like... Well, the- Peloton's never said it. Okay. The Stat Fairy has said we it. We have heard repeatedly, <laughs> to be fair, that is true, that... Uh, that most of the rides taken are on demand So like the live classes aren't What's driving a lot Of the usage Which which is absolutely true But it's the live ride competition and, and, and the instructor Interaction that drives the community Which is the real differentiator For Peloton yeah. I mean first of all it was number one That did all this like they were the first One they right. should get credit for being the first ones Absolutely. to do this And to kind of come along and be like Well we did this awesome thing And um, yeah the Peloton's okay But I mean you should look at price because Ours is a lot cheaper yeah it is A lot cheaper it, it is a lot cheaper And sometimes you get what you pay for Damn right I mean but but then again, you have to wonder: are they are they going after the audience that just they don't have the disposable income? Like that's their they want to go after that. Do audience. we know? Is there a monthly fee for the content? There is not. There is not. Um, but that's because there's no live content. They don't have to pay anybody. Yeah. You know, you don't have eight thousand live rides. You have a very small library of yeah, live I rides mean, you, or of, of on demand rides. You got to think if there isn't a monthly fee, there there. They're really not incentivized to continue to create content because once they sell you a bike, your relationship with them has come to a close. Well, and Nordic Trek is also known for just one new thing after right. another. Like they never when when have you ever seen a commercial from something that they released 10 years ago right. when, and they're still trying to sell it? They don't like right. they're a flash in the pan. They always have been. I'm not saying they don't make good yeah, equipment. The, the company's not. But no, they're, no, no, they're, no, no. They're constantly moving from equip from from an equipment piece to equipment. Piece. Right. So what's the long term? What kind of long term engagement can you get out of this? Particularly because the differentiators that they are touting are that they have this like this arm that like they can. What is that articulating arm? Right. That they can pull the screen out to do. the. I thought that was the, a nice feature. It is a nice feature, but it's something else that can break. I mean, right. it, it, it just is. And then they've got a built in fan underneath the monitor, um, which I've had their equipment before. And those fans are not anything to be excited about. Like I, I it's it's like somebody just kind of pretending to blow on it was you. like a hobo exhaling. on Yeah, you. it's not real a fan, you know. And then and then the other thing that they are so excited about is that the the instructor <laughs> can increase or decrease your resistance. And I don't like that. Well, especially when uh, If it's not a live ride Then it's just a pre-program Like at the 22 minute mark Yes, that is all it is That is all it is But now what if that breaks? Yeah You know? And what what are you going to do then? And you're Yeah, I don't like that And I also don't like that Every Everybody's different So why do you need somebody they were acting like it's so hard to press like turn a knob and turn it up and 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 then it's so difficult to get a precise number no it's not the instructor says turn it to 45 and we turn it to 45 like it's not <laughs> it is not rocket science yeah. it's not difficult and it really bothered me that they they act like it was so difficult but in addition to that the other thing that bothers me is that i i don't like the fact that it's not focused on safety not every person should be doing 
the same resistance and right. what if what if you were really out of shape and you're getting on here to do you know beginner rides and you pick you you don't know what you're doing so you might pick a ride that's not beginning and then and then it just goes ahead and inclines what, what I, do you do then i gotta think that there's a way to disable that. i think there is a way, a way to disable it i'm sure there is but my point is they're making it sound like this is a no-brainer and i and i don't think it is a no-brainer i mean Quite frankly, I have seen very intelligent people ask a lot of questions that I thought were obvious with the bike. So if if there are intelligent people not able to use a very intuitive screen, how are they right. going to turn off and on this this thing that's going to make it stay on a hill? You know, something that I don't remember them addressing in the video. What's that? Is music licensing. Do they have music in their classes in the same way that Peloton does? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, they did not address it. You're right. I assumed... That there was music playing But you know They only just show The screen They right. never You never hear it The only time you ever heard it Was when they did address The scenic rides Which honestly The scenic rides Were the best part Of their entire thing I thought I, I agree I thought Obviously it doesn't matter Because I'm not going to You know Not going to eat not well, gonna you're ride. not bringing A Nordic track in this house I'm not going to ride That one either <laughs> But uh, but I will say I thought that the, the inclusion of an instructor On the scenic ride I thought was was a nice feature I definitely agree with that I thought it was a great Way to do it Because And for those of you Who haven't seen the video It's an instructor Writing down An actual trail So that's the footage You get Like you still get The amazing scenic views That we get from Peloton But but there's an instructor And not an avatar right. I'm, I'm, They had some like that too But the oh, one okay. that The one that I was showing That was a scenic ride It actually had a person That was there And like it was like, come on, this is we're going to go up this hill, and then and that was cool. Like that was yeah, nice that to have was, that interaction. That I thought that yeah, I would concur. So here's what I found. I think the most fascinating about it. Okay, when I was in radio, one of the stations I worked for was an upstart classic rock station, going head to head with the heritage classic rock station in the market. The oldest classic rock station in America is what we were going head to head against. Mm-hmm. People in this town have. Tattoos of that station's they logo. They absolutely do. I know someone that named their daughter after this radio station. Like that's anyway. That's the amount of passion people had for it. And we never had a problem talking about that other station because we knew one hundred percent of our listeners were aware of them. Mm-hmm. Right? They mm-hmm. they've been around for thirty five years at that point. Now mm-hmm. I think it's fifty. And we would always get excited when we would do something that would irritate them enough to reference us because we knew not all of their listeners were aware of us. So we all so the kind of the rule in radio was always if you're the established market leader, you don't reference your competition, especially by name. So, you know, the alternative rock station that was in our cluster was the heritage alternative rock station. There was an upstart. They would never acknowledge that radio station because they were better than that station and they were never going like they, it was beneath them. Mm-hmm. It could only elevate the stature of that station. So I find it fascinating that this that this fitness equipment company that's been around for I don't ever I mean, I don't know. I don't ever remember a time when there wasn't Nordatrack pushing something. I agree. And and uh, and so that they just flat out. Owned we're late To the game and here's Here's what we got and I mean In my opinion that video Was a tacit admission That Peloton is the Leader when it comes 
to this piece of equipment. I see where you, I see what you're saying. I do. I think that makes a lot of sense. They, I mean, I think Peloton would be like, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I find it fascinating that no one in that company either saw it through that prism or they saw it through that prism and they knew they had to tackle that head on. They they they're realizing that this is. I think this is cutting in. To what they do and they know It's only going To get worse I definitely Agree with that and I I Think that it was on purpose I think That they had to do that and I Honestly it gives me a little respect for Them because there are so many knockoffs At this point right that and and That's how I view them like they're just pathetic sure. Little knockoffs and and so for Somebody to just own it at yeah. least At least I have some respect for some honesty Peloton is Kleenex and everybody Else is tissue that's right and, and and that's ultimately what that Nordic video said to be. Even though I thought ultimately it was done well, like like that could have. I mean, remember the flywheel one yeah, where we pathetic. were just like, "What a whiny little!" And then the bike has, did the, did it ever even come yeah, out? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah because like, now Peloton's suing them, so yeah, it uh, came out. <laughs> I didn't know if it actually made it to market. Oh yeah, so, it did. Yeah, but like that was just like. You were, like you just you watch. I can't help but think that they watched that video too, and were like, "They're a, they're dicks." Yeah, like that's all you could take. They just away showed from us it. everything not to do. Yeah. So I mean, I I do think like the tone that they struck for the most part was I thought they they did it well, but it's still again at the end of the day was an admission that they're no longer the leader when it comes to home. Fitness equipment yeah and and I Also have to say they did such a good job On the video that I have to give them credit for it That I do think they will get a lot of People buying that piece of equipment There I, I don't necessarily think they Were ever going to buy a peloton right. like I Don't think you're going to have a lot of people that are on the fence Of like should I get a peloton or a nordic track Right they will have some but not a ton sure. But I, I do think that they are going to Sell a lot of that because Nordic Track has been around For a long time and people do trust it I mean I'm not I, I Don't think that Nordic Track is a bad company Or anything like that it's not it is Not anywhere even close To Peloton but I don't think that There's anything wrong with getting a Nordic Track right a piece of equipment period It's easy to it's Easy and accessible I, th- I think ultimately too it, it serves to elevate Peloton's brand Because I think it makes It makes Peloton look like Calvin Klein And it makes Nordatrack Look like Jordash <laughs> Yeah it does It does yeah And I think I think Nordatrack was okay with that Yeah I mean there's a market you still sell a lot of Jordash yeah, Well you can't now but you could in yeah. the 80s <laughs> Yeah and, and I And I think that like I said, it, it, it I think it makes the Peloton brand even more aspirational of like, but I don't want to I don't want the lesser. Yeah. You know, I want the real thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. More new content, more new content. There are six new outdoor runs for your running pleasure out on the app and the web. Someday it'll be on Android. Someday. Someday. Someday soon. They by said by the end of the year. I'm hearing they said by the end of the year. Yeah. But I think it's great because people have been talking about the outdoor runs and like there's a limited amount of them. So it's pretty easy to to literally run through them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they want more because if you're running outside a lot, it's great to have somebody running with you. It's it's like having a friend run with you. I, I can't wait to do it on a regular basis. So <laughs> <laughs> and there's also new features. There is. Yeah. This has been one that people have been waiting for for so long. The search function. So you can go in and type in any band and find rides with that band. 
in in the in the actual playlist. Also, you can search by the title of the class. So if you know the title of the class, like if you know it was a rock '90s rock ride, you can put in '90s rock ride, and all the '90s rock rides will come up. So that's awesome. That's, oh, that's been cool. people have been waiting that for that for a very long time. So you can go see if there's any Roger Klein in the Peacemakers. Yeah, I could. I wonder if there is. I'll have to search it. You can only search for it on your bike so far. It's not like out on the app or gotcha. anything. It's not on Peloton Digital yet. And we have some updates on instructors. Yes. Uh, happy birthday to Matt Wilpers and Emma Lovewell. They both celebrated a birthday this week. And uh, so I just thought we'd take a moment and say happy birthday. A lot of people don't know that they're twins. <laughs> yeah, they were separate days, not twins. Yeah, well, it was a long labor. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not twins But um, also Matt is going to be back on the bike Gina Mitchell told us that last week When she did her special tread review Yes, And um, he has been suffering from tendonitis And so he was not going to be coming back Until the very very end of the month Or maybe it was even November But he is definitely going to be back on the bike Tomorrow which is is October 26th He will be back on the bike So we're happy to have him back He's oh, been missed Awesome And of course uh, We teased it at the beginning Our prediction from the Peloton Prophet Yes So we have to cue our mystical slash creepy music It depends on the, who you ask Because the Prophet is creepy <laughs> I don't think the Prophet oh, okay. is creepy But people apparently think our musical choice is creepy <laughs> <laughs> um, But New prediction The holiday line Which last year Was launched I believe just after Christmas Like I Maybe I think that's what it was um, After Christmas? I know Last year It launched later Than I thought it would I think it didn't Actually come out Until January Okay um, But I could be wrong um, I do remember That I waited A very long time for it Because that was the one I was so excited That had the instructor quotes on it That Jill Foley Had teased about oh, Whenever she right. was on So And you know With the Peloton Prophet And the Stat Fairy We should add A Peloton Historian To keep track <laughs> Of all this for us <laughs> We should We should Well um, The Peloton Prophet says That the new holiday collection When it comes out Whatever that timing shall be Shall include Instructor quotes Yet again Oh awesome So excited maybe about that Maybe they're starting A little tradition I hope so Good way to start off the year Because that's what they That was the thought At the um, at the time That it was like Starting off the year You know kind of like in, Oh yeah you know. Inspirational Yeah exactly I have no idea if, Obviously if they're doing that This time Don't know the timing But um, I'm so excited So I hope that the Prophet is correct Checking in with The Peloton community So uh, joining us today via Skype a phone is the ruler of the OPP, the ever mysterious <laughs> JV Nava. How's it going, JV? Hi, Tom and Crystal. Hi. How are you? Super excited is how I am. I'm so excited for this. We've been wanting to interview you like since day one. This is so exciting. Yeah, this is like you're the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> We're looking, Except you've seen me in person. Okay, but <laughs> we're looking behind the curtain. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah, super excited to be here. Uh, well, we really appreciate you taking the time to do it. And I mean, first question we have to ask because I got a really big kick out of all the questions that came in from when we posted it in the group because it was very clear to me very quickly that nobody has any clue what you actually do at Peloton. Like we we see your title, but like what <laughs> what is the scope of what JV does? 
<laughs> I actually love this question because not a lot of people do know. So the community team is responsible for the official Peloton member page on Facebook, both on what we post and how we engage with our members in the group. We also monitor and respond to members across all of our social channels, like our public Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And in doing so, we are able to track member feedback and we share a monthly report across the company. And we're also, of course, in charge of planning HRI, which is our annual member event. And that is where I met you, Crystal and Tom, during the cocktail party of HRI 2017. And yeah, you met us pre-clip out. Yes. So you were very nice to us because we could have just been wackadoodles. I mean, we could still be wackadoodles, but but we're like, we're starting a podcast. And I was like... If that had been someone coming up, if I was her, I would have had the look on my face that was like, sure, Jan. Yeah, you are. You know, but you didn't do that. Or if you did do it. You did it. You did it very well in your head. You concealed it very well. I think there was a reason, right? I think I just approached you guys and I came over and I was like, hi, I'm JV. You yeah, did. You like did. you came right up to us. So it was chatting. It was, yeah. it was and then awesome. I asked. Who's your favorite instructor? And then you mentioned that you did an interview with Matt Wilpers, and then I introduced you guys to Matt. Yeah, which was yeah. really cool, by the way. My very first picture with an instructor, we did a, a selfie, and Tom That's was like, why great. am I even in the picture? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need, you know, a photo of HRI 2017, and it's just you three, you, Tom, and Matt, and then HRI 2018, it's with 500 members and John Foley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that Instagram photo. That's, that's, I, it's funny. I never thought about it that that's way. Why, that's why she's good at, yeah. at uh, social market media. Like, she's got this okay, down. but I do it for a living, too. Well, yeah, clearly, JB's... That's why she's got the big bucks she, in New York. That's why she's in New York and I'm in Market 29. <laughs> All becoming painfully clear <laughs> oh, I love it That's awesome So you get to hear All of what everybody says So you're kind of you're, You literally are The face and the voice Of Peloton And you usually post Like from yourself Like so it usually Says your name Whenever you post Which I think is really cool It's not always Just Peloton out there Yes In Facebook groups actually So back in 2015 We couldn't post As Peloton oh. So part of being sort of the face and the voice of the company is also exposing my personal Facebook to all of our members in the beginning. But we've also realized that it makes it more relatable. And, you know, this is a real person talking to our members, not just a company, you know, engaging with our members. So I think that's also helped in building our community is having someone that they can actually talk to. There are obviously pros and cons of that. But <laughs> I do like that there is someone that they can just say, hey, I need help or it would be great if we can do this at JV Nava. But it's been great. I guess on the upside, it prevents the issue of accidentally posting as Peloton. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, and that's important to Tom because every once in a while he's like, oh, wait, did I post that as myself or right. as my job? <laughs> that's very true. I don't think I've ever actually done it, but I know the one time like I was on Twitter and I made some kind of really snarky comment and sat down my phone and had a moment of like, wait, did I just do that as my job or did I just do that as me? 
Right. But then and the downside is she can't ever just say things that she wants to say because everybody <laughs> knows JV. Like she can't ever have an unguarded moment. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I just don't I just don't type it. I just have my moment I think to sort of say what I want to say, but no, I think that's a good call out in terms of being careful on what you say. I think it actually provides good judgment, responsibility for me and to make sure that However, I communicate reflects upon Peloton as well, not just I can say whatever I can say. I think it really gives me, I can't say power, but I think I do have to be very careful and make sure that I'm thinking not just for myself, but also for the brand. Yeah. Giant responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've been there since the very start. Mm -hmm. So tell us something that you feel has not changed since the beginning and something that is completely different. I think I'm going to start with something that changed the most first and then talk about what's still the same. So what's changed the most, I think, would be that in the beginning, everyone that worked for Peloton wore many hats. We had a really small team. It was very startup-y, quote unquote. <laughs> and, and it wasn't about who had the experience to do specific things. It was really about getting things done and how much we can get done every day. I remember Tom, our COO, he was in charge of replying to support inquiries, chats, emails, and he was also in charge of sending emails. And that was early 2014. But now that we've grown and we're continuing to grow and have a lot more members, the team has scaled and now we have more defined roles. And I think that's really important as the company grows as well is that, you know, we're not just juggling in doing too many things all at once. And we're actually hiring people to do what they're experience are or what they're meant to be doing for Peloton. However, what's still the same is our culture. At Peloton, we all work hard and we have fun as a team. And John, our CEO, truly cares and feels passionate about our company culture. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with our four core values. The first one is we put our members first. We obsess over every touch point of you, our members' experience. When we make decisions, we think about how will this impact our members? And the second one is we operate with bias for action. We empower employees, Peloton employees, to take risks, fail fast, and learn from past failures. Our founders believe, and since the beginning, in giving employees, and I sort of experienced this, the autonomy to make the best decisions for the company. And if we make mistakes along the way, we just learn from it. And that really helps us grow. You know, we don't want to restrict employees in doing what they feel is best. But also, if we make a mistake, we just basically that's a learning for us. And that truly helps us understand what works and what doesn't. It's sort of like we also don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And the third one, we empower teams of smart creatives. I'm going to talk about that a little bit because you might be like, what does that mean? <laughs> so I think similar to operating with a bias for action, 
our team here, uh, we say lean, scrappy, and creative. I think when we talk about or when John talks about how we have 900 employees, we scale teams or departments that need to in order to provide the best experience. So that is field ops. So our team who delivers the bikes and our support team who actually are responsible for fixing issues when there are real problems. That also means that we hire the best people and we get out of their way. And last but not the least, the fourth one is together we go far. And this one is actually my favorite and what motivates me to do what what I do every day. We strive to build a diverse and inclusive community because as we've seen, we can do anything with the support, encouragement, and motivation of our members. So we really take that to the heart. I love that one of your core values is like one of the taglines you guys use in a lot of your marketing, because it speaks to the writers so much. Like we all feel that way. And that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And it's got to be rough because it's like, in a lot of ways, you're definitely blazing a new trail. Like this is not a way that home fitness equipment has ever really operated before. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's no steps to follow. You're making them up as you go. Also, we didn't think that the community was going to be such an integral part of the company. I think we were surprised by how powerful and important has become for a brand. So when, you know, Demon started the group, we were like, wow, we're actually getting real-time feedback here and <laughs> this will help us set the tone for everything else cuz if you're asking like who's Peloton's direct competitor, no one's really doing exactly everything that Peloton is doing, not right. just from a streaming content side, but in terms of designing the product, building the product, both hardware and software and we are continuing to release features that are coming from our members, like feedback from members making it happen on the bike tread soon and really implementing that because we do care about our community and that helps us drive the company's goals and success. Absolutely. And that brings up a question that one of the members of the Clipout group asked, which they said, what is the process that Peloton uses to vet the feature suggestions? Like is one of the things based on how many times it's suggested? So if you get something that's suggested a bunch of times versus something Mm -hmm. that's only suggested a few times, or is it based on something else entirely. No. So Feature Fridays is a real thing. Everyone from the team actually loves Feature Fridays. We do manually look at every comment and we compile the requests we receive not only in our social channels, but also tagging them from what we receive via email and chats to our support team. So it's support and social combined. And I think as I mentioned earlier as to what I do or what the community team does is we do have a report that provides all of this information and they get shared with the entire company every month. Um, And each department, so product content, each department has their own roadmap and they determine which ones we can implement based on our members feedback and suggestions. That's really cool. I think that's one of my favorite things about Peloton is how you guys listen. I mean, I've been amazed since day one that I've seen stuff, you know, asked for on the uh, OPP. And then like it feels like really soon after that, boom, here's your new feature. It's just like. That's crazy. No other company does that. That's amazing. Yep, exactly. I think if we also think about a lot of companies say we put our customers first. And for us, we really do. It's 
one of our core values. And we do think about that, again, mentioning earlier about for every decision that we make or every feature that we make, we think about how will this impact our members? Well, we appreciate I appreciate it. it. I yeah. guess I guess Tom doesn't uh, yeah, get just, the benefit of it, but I do. I, I can uh, <laughs> appreciate it in the abstract. Tom, you still haven't taken a ride? No. <laughs> you flipped in? Have you even sat on the bike or not? Not one no. time, JV. Not one time. <laughs> I'm, I thought we were going to be able to get you in a class this I'm, past May. Yeah, it no. didn't. We had with all the other stuff that ended up happening at HRI, there was not really an opportunity to do that. I'm pretty stubborn. I am hoping. I'm hoping that maybe when we get our tread, maybe I can get him on the tread. That's yeah. my. That's my new I'm, goal. Maybe. <laughs> can we get you to commit, Tom, or no? Or no, no, of course no. you can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just walking. You can I, walk, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't control my own pace. Yeah, you it's can. It's a treadmill. Like, anything you go. I think you need to set up a Facebook Live event for <laughs> if this is actually going to happen because we all need to tune in. See, she's good at this. I break out in a sweat <laughs> when I watch that OK Go video. I'm like, I can't. It's too much to take in. I think I think we just need you to be on the treadmill. You know, I think we need to see you standing there. I think that will be the big moment. I always tell people, it's like, do you really want to hear Harpo Marx talk? Like, it's kind of... <laughs> you don't want to see Norm's wife on Cheers? Like, that's kind of the appeal. <laughs> I, no, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> so, this is, this is my changing subjects voice. So, as Crystal was saying, we had listeners send in questions, so we were just going to go through some of their questions with you. So, this is, and I hope I say their names right. I always preface by saying that I in, almost invariably screw this up, but this one is from Stacey Rivera, I hope, and she wants to know how you even ended up at Peloton. Yeah, especially with it being a startup. I'm yeah. super curious about that, too. Really great question. I think you guys might remember Marion Roman, so I give her the credit for this. Oh. She worked at Peloton in the early days, but one thing that not a lot of people may know is that I actually also worked for her for several years since actually I was a teenager oh. at a cycling studio in East Hampton. It was called Zone Hampton, and then it was changed to Ride the Zone. It still remained as an indoor cycling studio, and she put me in touch with John Foley, and the rest is history. Wow. Um, but during my conversation with John, I recall John showing me his vision on a PowerPoint. I think there might be like 30 slides. <laughs> you know, this was, I think, around late 2013. So I started at Peloton January of 2014. And I will never forget two years after meeting him that day and reflecting on everything we've done so far was exactly what was happening in real time. So his PowerPoint slides were happening. Wow. <laughs> He's a visionary. And I'm still amazed by that because I think you can, you know, when you go to panels and you're sort of listening and seeing someone's PowerPoint slides of like their vision and this is what's happening, for me to actually experience that in real time was super cool. And it truly made me appreciate uh, working here at Peloton. So I thought that was a cool moment. And I do believe in John Foley and, and making things happen. Wow. That's amazing. That is. So the cycling place that you started at, have you guys ran it out of business yet? 
<laughs> I'm teasing. Please, dear God, I hope it's open now that I said that. But the, the cycling studio, yeah. so that cycling studio is actually sold to Flywheel. Oh. Yeah, so I was part of the migration over to Flywheel. So, so you worked um, for Flywheel. Mary sold her business to Flywheel. And yeah. Wow. So no, she wouldn't have worked for the. Oh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know the timing. Yeah, but like she was just saying, like, so she worked there. It got sold, and as it got sold, she went the the better direction. (laughs) (laughs) Marin also worked at Flywheel for a few years as well. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's a pretty small industry. So I feel like there's probably a lot of people that know each other and get along very well. So I know we tease a lot, but that's a whole nother story. We don't want to start asking questions about any legal proceedings that are out there or anything. <laughs> well, we want to. Yeah, but we know we know we can't. Yeah. <laughs> On a lighter note, Megan Yarnell would like to know, how do you deal with all of us? I know Megan. I know yeah. Thank you for asking that question. But we do love our community. I should say I love our community. And without you, Peloton wouldn't exist. So I think having that motivation and seeing it all sort of come to life. And at the end of the day, we're all here because of our love and passion for Peloton. So that's how. Well, that's, that is a very nice answer. But I'm sure that there are stories you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, will, we will do our best to pry them out of you over the remainder of this. Um, and then Megan also was curious, what is your spirit animal if you do that sort of thing? I love this question. I didn't have one until I went to Maui after HRI and swam with sea turtles. And I was like, just so amused. And I'm like, I think if someone was to ask me, what is my spirit animal? I would say, I would have to say sea turtles. And now, you know, that's the same spirit animal that Emma Lovewell has, right? I did not know that. It is. It is. By the way, I loved your Instagram pictures of you and the sea turtles. That was amazing. And it's on my bucket list. That is so cool. Wait, I have to ask you guys, Tom, what is your spirit animal? I I don't know. Probably like a sloth. That was a very quick answer. <laughs> that's I've my specialty. Answer this question before. No, I don't think he I never have. Has. Yeah, it's just it's just how I'm wired. I can't do it. I don't, very special. I don't do anything physically fast, but when it comes to that sort of stuff, boom. <laughs> what about you, Crystal? Oh my gosh, I don't think quickly like that. I'm not comedic yeah, like Thomas. I know, right? And I, sloths are adorable. You know, well, that's I, convenient. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Now all I can think of is a panda. That's the only animal I can think of. <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. Sometimes she lounges around the house in a giant panda outfit. I do. One of those onesies. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Should we all be our spirit animals for Halloween? That would be so fun. <laughs> that would be so fun. We could like make, do one of those things on Facebook where we all post about it. Or That would be yeah. so cool. You should start Done. a thing. Done. We're doing that. We're doing that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We're doing that. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I'm usually like the one coming out with ideas and content, but I think we were able to tag team this one. I love it. Although (laughs) I'm there, we go far. I'm curious how you're going to pull off a sea turtle, though. We'll see. (laughs) Go to the Disney store. They probably have like a oh yeah one of the crush crush from Finding Nemo. Yes. Okay. We'll have to see. I'm a problem solver. What I can pull off. Yep. But okay. only if you promise that 
you'll be a sloth for Halloween. <laughs> well, you know, whenever I was doing my relay for the half Ironman in Atlantic City, he posted in the clip out group that if uh, anybody was looking for him in Atlantic City this weekend, you could find him in a realistic sloth suit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For, for some reason, in my Facebook feed, I got served an ad for a sloth costume. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know what I did. I don't know what the magic juice algorithms are that's like, here's a dude that probably wants to buy a sloth costume. They read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> because you talk about doing nothing all the time. I and guess. Google is listening. Uh, clearly. <laughs> going on to the next question, Gina Mitchell would like to know if you have a special dark room at Peloton that you go in, you get fetal, you just rock back and forth if you get tagged on the OPP a million times. I love Gina, first of all, for asking <laughs> this question. Unfortunately, we don't have a dark room here in our office. But now that she asked that question, I should definitely tell our HR team that we need one. (laughs) I think so. I think the go fetal room. That's what it should be called. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Right now, I don't have a dark room. (laughs) It's just incense and smooth jazz. (laughs) A lot of deep breathing. Yeah. (laughs) And because it's Peloton and they've got all that startup cash, it's actually Boney James in there playing (laughs) the smooth jazz. He's just sitting in the corner. He's just sitting in there. Him and and Kenny G are just... I won't say jamming because it's smooth jazz. Right, right. But like whatever the smooth jazz equivalent of jamming would be, they'll be doing that. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. You've got a plan now. I do. I do. Yeah. So our next one is from Shannon Burroughs Campbell, who sounds like a sitcom production company. <laughs> she asks, how many folks do you have on your team? Like your... Communications team. Your communications team. It's actually not communications team. It's just a community team. Sorry. Um, We, no, 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 no worries. We recently hired a new community specialist and she starts next week. So I'll have a total of two people on my team. Combined social and community team compromises a total of six people. I think some people might say that's very small, but I think as I mentioned earlier that One of our core values is that we empower teams of smart creatives and we stay lean and scrappy across the organization. And it also forces us to be laser focused on activities that drive the most value for our members and the business overall. So I have an ad hoc question. Is your team also responsible for those really cool cards that come in the mail and tell people congratulations or encourage people to keep going, things like that, that based off of what was seen on the OPP? Yes. So we work with that team and we have a member concierge team member who actually goes through the official Peloton member page and finds stories that our members post. And she works with our production and content teams to make sure, you know, sometimes it comes from us. Sometimes it comes from one of our instructors. So we work with them hand in hand. They actually sit on the same floor as us and they make those things happen. It's crazy because like how often does an entertainment company because I I feel like that's a large part of what you do. You know, how often does an entertainment company write a fan letter to you? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I think that's one of those touch points that we do want to get across is that just because Peloton is getting bigger and bigger, that we still want to be able to touch our members via 
handwritten notes and just making sure that we see you, we want to support you, we're there for you. You are part of the Peloton family. And while we can't do that to every single person, and I think we do try to do it, again, going back to we put our members first on everything that we do, whether it's putting out one of our most requested features uh, that we've gotten for the month, or in terms of trying to figure out what our roadmap would look like, making sure that every touch point is being thought through and making sure that it's really adding that personal touch, even though we're a tech and media company, to your point earlier about saying like how many companies do that. That's definitely something that we do. It's something that's unique to us and that we want to continue doing. Well, it's very special and I see how much it means to people. They post about it on the OPP and it's it's always so touching. I mean, I always am like, "Oh, every single time I see one." <laughs> and by the way, whoever writes those has really nice handwriting. <laughs> yes. She has a calligrapher on her team. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. I'll let them know that. Just two good ideas I've just given you. I know. I know. Thank you. Tom. (laughs) And Mike Kyle had our next question, and it's about the OPP. I mean, He's joking when he says this, but only kind of. At what point do you just say forget it and shut down the OPP? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there can be some really crazy stuff that happens out there. And I know you see that. So what are your thoughts on that? To be honest, I've actually never said that. Can you believe it? You've never said anything's crazy out there? Wow. No. Yeah, I think I truly believe in the power of, I know that you guys call it the OPP, but we actually call it OPMP. I know, I know, I'm Uh, sorry. (laughs) it's, It's funny that I think it's one of those terms that just got passed on and it's hard to change, but I've never thought about shutting it down. I personally have never. Wow. So thanks, Mike, for asking, but this is how... I, I truly believe in the power of the group. That's awesome. She's probably like, if we shut it down, what do I do for a living? <laughs> you jerk. Too, Tom. You jerk. Why, why do you want me to get fired? <laughs> well, he hadn't heard the answer to the first question yet. So yeah. give Mike a break. Well, I hope he feels bad. <laughs> I, all I could think of when you said that you call it the, the OPMP. And yeah. where everyone out here calls it the OPP Is that yeah. all I could think of was how many years Coca-Cola tried to fight being called Coke Oh, you're right And then they ended up changing and it to they, Coke, right? They finally gave, I mean they used both interchangeably yeah. But yeah, for years they were like Coca-Cola, absolutely not <laughs> yeah. White Castle, for years you were not allowed to say sliders If I When I was in radio we would do Like remotes, and they would give you a list of things You couldn't call the burgers Really? Like you couldn't call them belly bombers. You couldn't call them sliders. You <laughs> well, couldn't belly call them. bombers, I guess. Yeah. And then they finally, I saw a commercial like a year or two ago where they referred to them as sliders. And I was like, what is happening? This is <laughs> what madness. What do you mean you couldn't call it? Like when you would try to order, they would be like, I'm no, sorry, what, sir? I was in radio. And so we would do live remotes. Oh, and it. so as a DJ, they would give us, here are the things you can't refer to these hamburgers as. Got it, got and it, got so it. we didn't call them something they didn't like. So I just thought that was. That is fascinating. So many people just. They call them sliders And they yeah. were like Absolutely not And they finally caved So huh. Well so maybe someday It'll go back to the OPP Yes 
<laughs> Someday. <laughs> Our next question is from Katie Norris, and she says that you're such a good sport, and she would love to have some of your zen, especially after what you just said. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, you must be the most patient person yeah, on the planet. <laughs> and she honestly doesn't even have a question. She just says, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Katie. Maybe she was asking how to get the zen. Like, maybe that was kind of like her thought. How do you stay so zen in the middle of everything? I think, honestly, I do try to find the good in every negative post that we see or that come through the group. So I think sometimes when we see posts of whether it may seem like it's a complaint or why are you doing this and you could be working on this, I've sort of seen it all. <laughs> I just try to, to put myself in their situation or in their shoes and think about would this upset me if I was the customer and I truly believe in this brand and I love this brand so much that I talk about it all the time. And then there's this one little thing that keeps bothering me and no one's helping me or this is just really how I feel about it. And I think especially now with social media, everyone, their first go to is I'm going to write a bad review about so and so, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's easy. I can just tweet about this. And it could really affect the brand. Because if that goes viral or something like and if it's something that's really terrible, that could make or break the brand. So I think for me, when I do read something or it, it's too crazy. I'm like, I can't believe this is even something that needs to be written on social media. I just try to put myself in their shoes and how I would feel about it. And then that sort of helps me understand the situation better and then handle it properly. Is that something that comes naturally to you or was there like a class that <laughs> taught you how to, I mean, for real? Like Naturally. Yeah. I think I also put myself in how I'm seeing how how customers react to certain brands when whenever they take away something or feel like they're paying too much for what it actually is. And it all comes from the passion and sort of obsession and being really engaged with the brand. I think it's usually not a bad thing unless it's someone who's just quote unquote a troll who just wants to, you know, start stuff. And for that, like I do see the difference, right? You see a difference between someone who truly values the brand and feels really attached and then to make them feel like this is wrong or I really want to be able to use my bike, but I can't or whatever the complaint may be and really understand that. And if I love the brand so much and this is how they communicated something or they added something that doesn't really add any value for myself and just seeing the comments come through, that helps me think about like, okay, if that was to happen at Peloton, how would we handle it? So then you avoid having all of those negative comments on your feed. So it's a lot of just like being on social media, seeing how other brands interact with their customers and things like that, and then apply that to Peloton so we don't do the same thing. Oh, that's smart. And it's impressive because I mean, a lot of people start from a really hateful place so yeah. to be able to find the positive and maybe turn it around i'm gonna put you to the test i'm gonna forge you some emails from my ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> see if you can find see, the positive find, help us find the positive there. <laughs> you know who can give you a lot of good feedback is if you screenshot that and post it in the opp <laughs> <laughs> now you're just looking for hits <laughs> You just turned me into clickbait. <laughs> it would be effective. Yeah. 
<laughs> She's not wrong <laughs> Oh my gosh Oh that was awesome Clearly you're a glass half full kind of gal I like it <laughs> Gina Mitchell would like to know What do you envision as the future of HRI As Peloton continues to grow As the community continues to grow This is a really great question I think we're seeing this now Many tribes and subgroups are already self-organizing, you know, their own mini HRIs in New York City at our flagship studio or what our community would call it, the mothership. We work directly with our studio team based on the feedback, again, that we see on social and how we can be better at this. So our studio team actually created a shared calendar with us that shows all of the group rides that are happening. So we set up a process so that everyone's being treated fairly. We want to make sure that, you know, this is something that are being organized by our members. So we want their experience to be great when they come into the studio. But in terms of HRI specifically, we want HRI to be special too. And we do plan to only host HRI once a year. And based on the feedback that we received last year, or I should say, 10 months ago. Um, (laughs) It's five months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like forever, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. (laughs) The last time I saw you two was five months ago. It is. Based on the feedback that we received then, we are really taking that to heart and we'll make sure that we provide the best experience to all attendees, you know, flying across the country, making sure that they blocked off that weekend to meet their fellow members, meet their favorite instructors here in New York, and obviously meet the Peloton team. So we'll make sure that all of the feedback that we got last year is being thought through and make next year's HRI bigger and better. I can't wait to see it. I mean, I hope I hope we get in. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cutthroat to get a ticket. It so. is. And yes. just, just to put this out there, you can back us up. We bought our tickets. Yes, yes. Like we didn't. I like, mean, JV knows that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I was saying she can vouch for us. Like you, like you guys didn't like do us special favors. And I don't mean that to complain. Like I'm just saying that like we didn't get special treatment. We bought tickets through the same process everybody yes. else did. Yes. Because like, we yeah. bought them way before. We even knew we were going to be involved yeah. at such a wonderful level. And I had to buy two, so I had to log in twice and beat all those people to a second ticket because I knew you wouldn't be on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got all those extra rides out of it. Until we're like, Tom, we need you to come to come out here. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do remember... You see all the behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. I, I do remember when when you asked, you were like, do you already have a ticket? <laughs> and, and Chris was like, oh, absolutely. And she's like, what about Tom? <laughs> Does he have a ticket? It's a fair question. Yeah, it's a very fair that question. That was the most important question. <laughs> I was kind of like, this is super exciting. Let's have the clip out host. Let's have them interview John Foley. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Can we get them in? Oh, too funny. Really important. But yeah. that was so much fun. And thank you both again for being amazing. Everyone had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, oh. Thank you. We weren't fishing. No, not at yeah. all. And now, it was our pleasure. We yeah. had an absolute blast. Now we will go fishing to come back. <laughs> but we weren't fishing for compliments. Are you giving me another suggestion? I idea? am. I'm two for two. So I'm just saying my track record speaks for itself. <laughs> you guys do make a good team on the ideas. Just saying. Yeah. yeah that's very true. So I did and I don't know if you noticed, but I politely declined there was a number three there, but 
we don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> oh, that did not go unnoticed. <laughs> so our next question is also from Gina, and she says that the community has become such an integral part of how Peloton <laughs> operates and the overall experience. Have you guys ever considered starting your own Peloton-specific Social media platform Really great question Is it from Gina You said Yeah Yeah Gina has a great question She really yes. does She does marketing If you can't tell So she gets the whole yeah. Business aspect And like what's okay To ask you know That kind of thing Yeah no this one's Really great And right now Facebook is working for us And that's where Our members Organically started Engaging with One another yeah. I think I mentioned earlier Demahan started The OPP <laughs> <laughs> It was painful for you to say it that way. We, you know, practice that. Yeah. And our own social platform is actually our touchscreen and our digital apps. We do continue to add new social functionality. I think when you purchased the bike, there were, I guess, not really from the beginning, but we implemented the follow following feature. We recently added high fives for milestones, and we do want to continue applying those type of social features to make the experience more fun and engaging. And I think in terms of engaging directly on social media, Facebook right now is truly working. And I think going back to, have you ever thought about shutting down the OPP? I think it's been super great for us. Most of the team here are actually in the group. So they're reading things. And I think it also provides that real time feedback when we release something, whether it's an issue that we experienced or just reading how our members are posting or when we have the feature Fridays, when we can really see what our members care about the most, it truly helps us. So as of right now, Facebook is where our community is. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it ain't broke. <laughs> and you're right. That is where everybody is. So I get that. Gina had another question. She wanted to ask what has surprised you the most about the community and or the company during its rapid growth. This is also a really great question. I didn't realize it also came from Gina. (laughs) So I think in the beginning we saw, you know, these type of things, I feel like surprises more and more and more. We saw that our members were setting goals, holding each other accountable, providing feedback to us, obviously, but What has really surprised me the most is the diversity and generosity of the community and giving each other support both on and off the bike. I think some examples that I could provide will be, I don't know if you guys remember Michael Savino's story. It was he had 30 days and I think 10 rides into owning the bike. And he posted in the group that due to his wife's medical bills, I think it's a result of EDS, which is a rare genetic disorder. He needed to sell the Peloton bike. I do remember that. That was crazy awesome. Yes. And within probably seconds or minutes, two members jumped right into action and set up a GoFundMe and not only, you know, there's a streamline of comments. And of course, I got tagged in it. And, you know, <laughs> we're all talking about it here at Peloton. And not only did our members raise enough to obviously cover the bike cost, they actually ended up raising over, I believe, $25,000 wow. towards her medical bills. And that's within, I would say, total of like two days, so 48 hours. Wow. And John actually was like, let's do our part. We ended up comping one year of the membership and sending him a care package. You know, I was emailing him and just making sure that this was all 
okay. And, and obviously we didn't want to make this a big deal. And I think that's one of the powerful things that happens in the group is that a lot of our members feel really comfortable talking about personal stories and struggles because they know that everyone else there won't judge them. They will be there to support them. And that really, given, you know, all the negativity stuff that happens today, I think that's still what's so powerful about the community. And everyone's super generous, even though they have no idea who Michael is, right? Like right. When, when they saw this post, they just know that they have something in common, which is we both have a Peloton bike. I totally feel you. And this is something that will be with you again. Sorry, going back to the together, we go far value. And this happens more than what Peloton is aware, right? Like, I feel like we see these type of posts all the time. And the community, someone, one of our members will be right there for support. And I also have to give Nubia a shout out here. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with her. She is a breast cancer survivor and her mom was posting for her in the group to keep the community updated and in the loop with updates during her surgery. And we, again, here at Peloton, were just so blown away um, that you know, everyone was there to give her strength, love and support. They set up a ride to honor her. So that is, again, what motivates me to, to do what I do. And what also has surprised me because I know that not only do our members support each other and, and hold each other accountable um, to keep riding, but they're also there for support off the bike. So Yes. Thanks, Gina, for the question. And these are just, you know, two examples. I feel like I can go on and on, but I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> you will take as much time as you've got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to say that I appreciate how much you and the rest of Peloton responds to that and takes it seriously. You know, that is also part of why people respond to Peloton the way they do, because there are so many companies that ignore what people say and they don't get involved the way you guys do. And that's super special. And I hope you know how much everybody appreciates that. So absolutely. I'm just going to say, like, you know, I don't think you're going to hear the head of GE on a podcast getting <laughs> getting choked up about interacting with I, his, yeah. their customers. I totally agree. You know, totally agree. And yeah. it's it, it's awesome that, that you care that you care to that degree. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, so our next question is from Rowena or Pia. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm using, I'm pronouncing how I learned in Spanish class. So yeah. Hopefully, I'm accurate. And she is curious as to if you are a Filipino. Yes, I am. What's your name? Uh, Rowena Rowena or Pia or Orpilla it's two L's so it's uh it's the last name is spelled O-R-P-I-L-L-A and um yes I am Filipino I think I don't know I think it's probably on my Facebook but if you want to be Facebook friends with me you can add me as a friend that's awesome that's awesome well I mean it, it's probably you know pretty cool to to see somebody friendly face you know she's probably like wait is, is she yeah. is she not <laughs> <laughs> yeah good Based on, yeah, like based Absolutely. on Facebook snooping, people know that. I was gonna say based on Facebook snooping, I did. I like I, I'm <laughs> pretty sure that she like I was because my when, when we got that question, my first thought is like, what place is this question coming? Yeah, from? you know, <laughs> we, yeah, because we didn't want it to sound like we were being offensive or anything, since we're the ones saying the question out yeah. loud. Like we were like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I also um, could understand Tagalog, which is. The language Really? Oh wow mm -hmm. 
I can't, I have to, I'm having a hard time. I feel like having a conversation in Tagalog, but I still understand it. So that's so cool. It's funny the way the mind can do that. Cause I have uh, one of my best friends, his mother is Russian and his father is Turkish and he's kind of the same way. He can understand it, but he can't, he can't really it. speak. I think he, he taught himself Turkish so he can kind of mm-hmm. speak that, but like, yeah, he, but he could always understand it. Cause like, I remember being in his house when I was a kid and his grandmother would just be screaming at him in <laughs> Russian. And I'm just like, I think she's invading something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and he would tell me what it That's said. But you know, it's bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> can, it was bad. I could tell by the tone. She's yeah. not happy. <laughs> but yeah, he couldn't speak back to her in Russian, but he could understand every word she was saying. It was. Even when she wasn't enraged <laughs> It's easy to figure out those words Yeah <laughs> We have another question from Billy Lenore And he would like to know if he can be Moderator on the OPP <laughs> You can be a moderator of the OPP But not the OPMP Zing <laughs> Boom Well it's, you said Bill right Yeah uh, Billy Bill I want to say How much I appreciate the gesture Of wanting to help First of all, and to answer your question, since this is a Peloton group, we have guidelines set in place to make sure every Peloton member gets treated the same and with respect. It is important to note for us, for our team, that we moderated the group's content restrictions and, you know, code of conduct by using our Peloton's terms of service, which can be found on our website. I think, again, that's sort of one of those things that are implemented specifically for the group. So when posts get reported over to us, I can't take that as, oh, I don't like this post. I'm just going to remove it. That's really not how we treat the group. And that's not how how we want to treat our members. And, you know, our terms basically provides guidelines in terms of what's fair, what's part of our policy, what's not. And it's actually tougher than what it seems because sometimes I think a lot of people will say like why is this post still here why is this member still here they just cause trouble they cause this and that but for us we actually do have to make sure that we are treating every single Peloton member the same of course if they're not a Peloton member that makes it easier for us to moderate and monitor but however if they are a Peloton member we do have to abide by Peloton's guidelines in terms of service so I think that makes it you know, a little tricky. And it's not because we want to keep these hateful comments. And I think going back to how when I see things, I need to make sure that I'm putting myself in in their shoes as to why one, they they said it or why this post was created and do a lot of digging into what could have caused it. So I think sometimes it may look as simple as let's just remove it just for the sake of removing, but in order for me to make sure that I'm treating everybody the same, I need to make sure I'm looking into everything first and investigating before just removing a post or a member of the group. However, if we also make sure we communicate whenever someone gets removed from the group and you know let them know exactly, hey, this is Our guidelines just want to make sure whether it's something that you violated or, you know, we all are here to talk about Peloton and the experience and keep it positive and supportive. I think going back to why we have this group in the first place. So either like if you don't really want to follow that, if you just want to cause trouble, then the group's not for you. I think dealing with that on a 
one-on-one basis can also take time. So I appreciate everyone's patience whenever there's something that starts up because we know about it, but we just want to make sure that we're treating everybody the same. So a lack of action is not necessarily inaction. <laughs> right. Those are yes. two very different yeah. things. And I yeah. think that's super helpful to know. I think that people will really appreciate hearing from you directly saying that. I think I think you're going to get some feedback on that. <laughs> so when you reach out to somebody direct like that, do yeah. they normally chill out or do they double down and get really kind of jerky by and large i think for some they're just simply not aware that there are rules and there are some cases that they actually didn't know that this was the opp or the opmp is uh ran by peloton by peloton employees so sometimes it's more about informing them and making sure that they know and understand and when the person replies and says i i understand we hold that person accountable for all of the things that he or she will do after that everyone basically gets chances because we don't know why it happened in the first place again going back to like investigating and digging into it so we want to make sure that we give them a chance if it continues offensive behavior or whatever whatever it may be then that's when you lose access to the group you know at the end of the day if person the member is not willing to abide the rules of the group and just want to cause trouble then we don't need that and i think it's it's affecting other members who are there for positivity and needing help and support and motivation because that won't really motivate anybody. Awesome. So our uh, next question is from Christina Ribeiro, which I think she wins the award for the most fun name to say. <laughs> She's also her, her leaderboard name is also fun. Little powerhouse. I didn't uh, even know that that's I know Christina. I didn't realize that that's her username. Yep. <laughs> and uh, she starts off by saying I love JV with two exclamation points <laughs> And then uh, she asks What is the most exciting part of your job And what's something you would change If you had the power to I think the most exciting part of my job I would say Well most exciting part is I think is like Meeting members like Christina And being able to interact with our members every day And just hearing about their personal success stories I think my response to that And how I replied to it earlier I felt really passionate about hearing These personal achievements Because of what the bike has done And what the community has done And the next question was what uh, What's she, something I would change yep. Yeah and yeah what is there something you Like if you just had the power to with the magic wand change, Make a change anything. I don't think I, w- I don't have anything That I want to change as of now I will let you know if there's Something <laughs> that I that I do want To change if I had the power <laughs> in the future Well that was your chance to get me on the bike But okay so uh, <laughs> The next question No, no, you passed. You passed. We're moving. We're moving forward. We've eaten up so much of your time. And uh, she wants to know, as a writer, if you have a favorite instructor, which we know you won't answer, or uh, so more broadly, perhaps a type of class that you prefer. Well, first of all, Tom, I was going to answer that question. I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't think you would. I thought you'd be like, "No way, I'm double." To tell you a, my favorite instructor because you got to look him in the face. It actually varies. So if I'm, so I have a bike in my little tiny studio apartment here in New York. If I'm riding in the studio, I typically take the seven or eight 
classes, ADM rides. In, so right before coming into work in the morning. So whoever is really teaching those classes, I take them. And if I'm riding at home, I take a bit more time in choosing because there's just so many good classes. I feel like I hear. So I actually also get influenced by what the community talks about. So if they're <laughs> like, there's a Robin 30 minute pop ride from Oh my God, I can't believe I remember this date. From 927, <laughs> I actually will go home and, and take that. So I also get influenced by our community and what you guys say. I guess I can't say you guys, I should just say, but what you, Crystal, would suggest. Um, <laughs> so it also, you know, depending on how I'm feeling, I would take a 20, 30 or 45 pop, hip hop, hit rides. However, if I am training for a race, I will take a longer ride. So like a 60 or 75 minute just to build my endurance. So I don't have like a particular, it's all about like timing really. And, and what I hear from our members too. Okay. Awesome. And then she, and then her final question is oh. she was curious because she had a bunch. <laughs> she uh, was also curious, like what you enjoy doing when you're on that brief sliver of time when you're not consumed with Peloton. So I recently got scuba diving certified. So scuba cool. certified this summer when I have the time and I can, I've gone to Florida twice now, one to get certified. And then I did my first dive down there and then I came back a few weeks ago and went on four more dives, I believe. Wow. Um, so that was amazing. Again, going back to, I didn't know that I had a uh, spirit animal until seeing sea turtles. Now I'm like obsessed with the underwater world and I'm not as ner scared about sharks anymore. However, like that was definitely a fear of mine and something that I didn't really want to do or didn't think that I would that I would do. So going back to making that more Peloton related, but whenever I do see like you, Crystal, when you did that Iron Man, I feel so proud um, of our members and just, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone. And so to me, it's how could I apply that? I've started to do half marathons too, but how could I apply that same mentality for, for other things? And I think that's really special. And again, something special that, that from our community, when we see things like meeting up for coffee or for cocktails or races, right? Yep. And doing good. And again, stepping out of the comfort zone. I've never thought that I would do this, but now with Peloton in the community, I'm going to do blank and i want that same feeling so part of the reason why i did it you know that makes me think i'm gonna call an audible and throw a, I'm, I'm gonna go off the board okay. and and ask so has peloton and their mm -hmm. vast social media community ha have mm -hmm. there been any marriages because of that people that completely oh. met through Peloton and are now madly in love and super fit? In terms of members, I do remember someone getting engaged and asking Robin to be there for it. I think they took Robin's class in the studio and he proposed after class and Robin was like standing right there, like reached out to Robin and said, I'm going to do this after your class one day and it happened. Aww. That's pretty smart because if they if they will say yes when you smell like that, because you're thinking about that, yeah, like then they're you're good, man. You're good. You can't say no. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I think right now that's the only one that I'm aware of. But it's 
Great question. And it is awesome when that happens, sharing the same passion and love for Peloton and then getting engaged at the Peloton studio, aka the mothership. (laughs) You guys can start having a little wedding chapel there too. just have people come in and get married. Sounds like a whole new revenue stream. (laughs) Is that another idea? That was Crystal's idea. And I'm hopped up on cold medicine. I can't tell you if it's good or bad, but I picture all of the instructors doing like the uh, internet thing where they get... Become efficient. Yes, become officiants and they they perform ceremonies for the writers. That's just what popped into my head. So, <laughs> no, yeah, and I should be there, right? I yeah. should be the. Um... I tell you, tell you this: that power zone training come in real handy on the honeymoon. Oh, Tom. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> She's so smart. (laughs) Marla Kaminsky would like to know, what is the most challenging part of managing the OPP? Hi, Marla. Thank you for asking this question. The most challenging part, well, as you guys know, managing the OPP requires a lot of patience, understanding, care, and passion for not only our brand, but for our members as well. And I do believe that, or I think that the most challenging part of managing the group is to not take things personally. I think that, you know, being able to ride through the ups and downs, there's really no better feeling than seeing, you know, when we make an announcement or, you know, announce new features, our members get super excited and we see it and all the likes and the hearts and and the comments that we get. Or, you know, when we add new content to really enhance and add more value into the Peloton experience. So that's really like a really good feeling. But there are also times where it's not just all positive. And being the one, I think now I'm going back to like how when we what we just started this interview is I'm also the messenger on both sides. I'm the face, I'm the voice on both sides and and handle the quote unquote bad stuff. Right. So (laughs) when you ask me about what do you do when you get tagged a million times and what do you do when it seems like everything is just going really bad or there's just all negative posts in the group, it's tough to step back and say, hey, Davey, this, they're not talking about you, but sometimes I think it, it's tough, right? Because yeah. they are yeah. tagging me. They are tagging my personal Facebook. And this is one of those moments where I have to tell myself they're not mad <laughs> at me, but it, it does acro- come across that way. And I think to me, that is the most challenging part because as a Peloton employee and as a Peloton member and a part of the community, I do like feel sometimes like, okay, this could be a lot. It's too much. I care. I care a lot. I care a lot. And that's tough, right? When you care so much that you, but then you don't want to take it personal. Yeah. Um, That's a tough line to walk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think I really like that question a lot because it helps me actually think about what is that part that, that gets tough about managing a community of 112,000 members in a group. Is that so, all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how your phone is ever charged. <laughs> she has all the alerts off. Yeah. You would have to. I am starting to find that balance, though. Yeah. It has to be difficult, especially because it probably crept up on you. It didn't start at this level of intensity, you know? For- 
For sure. And it also required a lot of understanding what our community wants or what our members are talking about. What do they care about? What do, how should we be speaking to them? And there are all these points, right, that we're learning as we go. And so all of those things that we had to do in the beginning are now catching up and we're sort of trying to figure out, is this something that could scale? But also at the end of the day, like, I think that was all part of the history and what made this group so incredible and powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. That brings us to the halfway point of the interview. <laughs> if you wanted to take a break. He's grab kidding. Some, no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She already told you she, night, Tom. she, she doesn't yeah. have a dark room, Tom. She already told you. <laughs> I would like that would be sad if I was the one who finally pushed her over the edge. <laughs> All the things she dealt with. It was me. No, I think that uh, brings us to a close. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day. I do. I do have one more question. Another oh, ad hoc question. Yeah. Would you like to share? What your leaderboard name is If you would like people to follow you On your bike Yes it is (laughs) J-A-Y-V-E-E That's tough That's tough Follow me on the Peloton leaderboard (laughs) Let's be friends She's clearly an OG You don't have a wacky number in there or anything That's great Tom, I just delete it every time we get flagged like someone wants to make it JV. It's basically just say remove blocked. <laughs> Not available. We finally found the line of where she'll be like, you're gone. <laughs> Don't take her name. Well, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you would like to push or promote while you're here as we close, whether it be your Instagram, any social media, any, anything from Peloton or anything personal you want to push whatever. No, but thank you for asking me. But I think I just want to say thank you to you, Tom and Crystal for being such good, loyal members who really go above and beyond for Peloton and the community by you know, highlighting member stories on your podcast. And I truly love being a part of the podcast. Well, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for it. It couldn't, we would not be possible if you guys had not been so open to it. And so we appreciate you letting us do that. And thank you for wandering across that room and talking to a couple of strangers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. We know you're super busy and we, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. So does JV have a recipe for us? No, I didn't ask her for one. She's a busy lady. I mean, they are launching stuff left and right over there. That's true. I was just so, she's always on the go. She probably would just have like sent us a link to like, DoorDash or whatever. <laughs> is that what it's called? Thing it <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Uber Eats. Uber Eats, yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So uh, uh, who do you have in store for people next week? Next week will be Mike and Mel Yeager. Oh, awesome. Yes, I'm super excited about that. So, uh, well, I guess that brings us to a close. So until, until next week, where can people find you? They can find me at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, on the bike at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can find the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. Don't forget our group. Also, don't forget to... Uh, Find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we're now available on Spotify, so there's all that. If you really want more, you can even check out our website at theclipout.com. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, keep pedaling.